Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Who's broken a resolution, you know, a New Year's resolution? We, we make resolutions, we break resolutions as fast as we make them. In fact, maybe faster, right? And uh, <laughs> it's not about resolutions, it's about faith. Faith is where your resolutions can never make up for your good will to do something good. That's what faith is. Faith is the admission that you don't have it all together and you need Jesus in your world. That's what faith is. That's what faith is. Faith isn't a strength. Faith is a weakness. You know that? We talk about, oh, you know, you just got to have faith. You got to have faith. You got to believe. You got to believe. Yeah, yeah, you do. But what does that actually mean? That means you got to rely on God rather than yourself. Let's talk about the opposite of being inclusive. What's the opposite of being inclusive? The opposite of inclusivity is exclusion. What creates exclusion? You know, the, the, the sad thing about exclusivity is it, it's a... We tend to, as humans, we take all of the good things about who we are you know, and these things naturally become things that would exclude others from us and who we are, right? And when you have a, a group of people like this, this is what is called a church. A church is not a building. I don't know if you know this. It is not a building. You know, people, when you say, I, I'm going to church, uh, they think, okay, I, oh, you're going to a big building. And then I tell them, no, it's in famous studios. And they go, there's a church in famous studios? I say, yeah, on Sundays there is. The people that come together. That's the church. That's us. That's who we are. So when I say church, our language, our culture, whatever gender we have, our traditions, our skin color, our religion, our net worth, our affinities, whether or not we like a person, the boundaries around our nations, our age. These are all normal things of life, right? These are what make up the life that we have, but all of these things are things that we get within the boundaries of these things of our age or our affinities or our, our, our gender or our tradition or our skin color, and, and we, we use these things to exclude others, right? And, and, you know, it's a challenge sometimes as we've been sort of seeing more and more people connect in to Christ through the work and what we're doing here as a, as a group of people, as a church. The problem with it is, is there's lots of different people that come in of all sorts of walks of life, all sorts of different, you know, parts of the globe and we, we all come together. Now it's all exciting but, but what tends to happen, and this happens a lot in churches, maybe, you know, not here but in other churches, so. but this happens lot in church these are not i don't i don't i don't want to open up here no i don't i don't really want to be i don't want to let people in because i'm different and and that's natural you know that's human i understand what that's about i also struggle with that as a as a you know you may have noticed i'm a foreigner um as a foreigner living here, 
I, I, I struggle with that sometimes. I, I feel like an outsider, because I am. It's okay. I accept it. I am. You know, I'm different. And, and, and it's, it's not, not anyone's like going out of their way to make me feel that way, but it's just how life is. So when we talk about this inclusivity, I don't want this sermon to be one where it's like I, I, we go, oh, you know, we need to be inclusive, we need to be inclusive, we need to be, you know, including everyone in our circle and without kind of bringing to the, to the concept or bringing to our minds the fact and just sort of relieving you to understand that it is a huge issue and it's not easily done to be an inclusive person. It's not easily, it's not easy to be in- inclusive as a church because the more people we get, the more circles will be developed according to gender and, and to race and to net worth and to even gets down to sometimes to skin color. People will naturally do that. They just will. We have to, we have to as a people group, as a church, always be aware and always be fighting that. Um, for that we need Christ. It's only possible in Christ. And uh, let, me, let me teach you on why it's important. It's important because... As much as sometimes I struggle with including others, as much as you and I struggle with being inclusive, we never ever want to be excluded ourselves. Right? We as human beings, you, you, can, you can go on psychology today, you know, you can, you can look in all of the books. If, if, you, if you really want to hurt a person, any person, any person, doesn't matter who or what they are, will be very vulnerable to being excluded. People go crazy over being excluded. I mean, from the little things in life to the big things in life, Right? Oh man, have you ever, you know, you've tried to get into a party and you've been told that your name's not on the list and you can't get in? You know what that feels like, right? It's never happened to me. I I always get invited in. Just kidding. Who are you? No, I mean, have you ever been out and you've, you've seen it happen? You've seen someone trying to get in? Like, no, my name should be there. It should be there. It should be there. And arguing with you. It's not there. It's not there. It's not there. You know what that person is going through. It's embarrassing because everybody can watch them and, and everyone's seeing what's going on. And you know how hard it is because that person at that point in time is not about getting into the party. It's not about who's inside. It's about the fact that they're excluded. That just, it just does something to a person's heart. We, we, we want to be included. We want to be included. And the thing about Jesus, I, I, I taught out of this scripture last week, 
But it says here in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9, it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. What's that talking about? Well, Jesus came from heaven. He left perfection and came here. Who knows that this world is not perfect? Who knows that this world needs something to fix it? No matter who comes into power, no matter what's going on, there always seems to be something broken because we are broken. And though Jesus was rich, though He came from this perfect environment, He came to us so that we could be brought back to Him. Now, there's a theme that's going to come out of this teaching today, and I haven't got long, but you're going to see how Jesus constantly would, though someone was here, He didn't wait for that person to come to them, He would go to them so that they could know who He was. Jesus constantly does that. This is how Jesus includes you and I. Though we are broken, though we, no matter how hard we try to hold up whatever it is you think the standard is that God has for you, even you and even your own standards, you'll find, you'll break. Even I find, no matter what standard I have, I will break it. Yet Christ still crossed the divide for me and included me in who He is. Because Christ is inclusive. It goes another step. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, it says this. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to feel sympathy for our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. He came out of heaven, he joined us here on earth, was tempted with everything that you and I are tempted with, yet he didn't fail. When we're talking about Jesus... When we're talking about inclusion, he was so inclusive that he actually joined us in our struggle. He was so inclusive that he joined us in our pain, in our sorrow, and in our sin. He didn't participate in that sin, but he was there with us. He doesn't participate in what you are struggling with right now in terms of the sin but He is there with you. And we see that playing out in one of the, I mean, so many of the stories where Jesus crosses this divide to rescue a person. Where He doesn't wait for people to come to Him. He goes to them. He goes to them. One of the stories is a story that you may have heard of it's in John chapter 4, and it's, a, it's about a lady who we know as the woman of Samaria, or the woman at the well. 
this lady, this lady, I mean, when you think of all the people, when the Messiah, the Christ, Jesus incarnate, the, the, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, God Himself walking in the flesh, in the flesh, in the flesh, when you think of whom Jesus would go and show Himself as the Christ too, you wouldn't think of this woman. Why? Because this woman, well, she wasn't, she's a bit naughty. Let's just put it that way. She was naughty. She wasn't together. She was a mess, actually. And, and in that culture also, it wasn't, you know, this progression that we've had and we still need to progress, I believe, as, as a society even more in this area. But she was a woman. As well, in that time, women were not looked at like equal to men. So, so here we have a woman who at that point in time was classed as lower, plus she is a known sinner. I mean, this girl was out there. She was everybody's friend. Everybody's special friend, I should say. And here's Jesus, and he's thirsty. It's the desert, he's out there, and he wants a drink. And there's this woman drawing water at this well. And no one's sinner, known by everybody in her town as the one that you would go to, known by everyone in the town as the one that is the most broken. Who knows how she became that person? Who knows why? But she was. And Jesus sees her and He crosses the divide and He includes her. Let me read it to you. It's um, verse 15. I'm going to pick it up from verse 15. You'll have to read the whole story for yourself. When, 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 the, when Jesus asks for water, this woman, they start to have this conversation where Jesus says before what I'm about to read you, where He says, everyone who drinks the water I give will never be thirsty. So she says to Him in verse 15, she says, Sir, give me this water so that I won't be thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. And then Jesus says in verse 16, Go call your husband and come back. Now, at that point, she was like, What did this guy just say? This was Jesus telling her, I see you. I know who you are. I know what you're struggling with. I know your pain. I know your sin. Have you ever had that moment where someone sees you and you're like, Now, most of the time, when we've experienced that, it's a line in the sand moment. We get scared about this with God because we're like, I don't want God to see me. Because every time I've really been seen for who I really am, there's been a line in the sand that I say, I can see what you're doing. That's not right. You should know better. 
And maybe we've been punished for that. Or maybe we've walked into consequences and circumstances because of our own sin. And it's been a line in the sand moment. And we would just prefer to hide it. But here's Jesus. He sees this woman to the point where he's like, go call your husband. And she says, well, I have no husband. And Jesus says to her, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Anybody want to meet Jesus right now? <laughs> like Gaurav was saying, it's not, I mean, we, we think of Jesus as, you know, Jesus, there used to be a t-shirt, you know, Jesus is my homeboy. Cool t-shirts, kind of fun. Maybe you owned one, but let me tell you something. Jesus ain't your homeboy. He's God. And He can see you, just like He could see this woman. But He doesn't leave it there. He crosses the divide. He begins to include her. Because down in verse 25, this woman realizes. The woman said, I, I know that Messiah called Christ, is coming. When He comes, He will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declares to Him, to her, sorry, I, the one speaking to you, I'm the Messiah. You've got to understand something. Jesus had never revealed this before this moment to anyone. The person whom God decides to show Himself to was a sinner, was broken, wasn't together, was a mess in a dress. And here she is. Let me tell you something. When you begin to see Jesus, see, she saw Jesus. Maybe you're seeing Jesus a little bit. Maybe you're like, I want to see Jesus. I want to know Him. I want to know about this person called Christ, this Messiah. Could it really be true? The moment she saw Jesus, she was included. Listen to me. The moment you see Jesus, you're included. It's sad when I hear of folk who are trying to approach God and they begin to see Jesus and they keep trying to approach Him the way that they've been trained to approach God and that is to think that they're not included and to try and do everything right, get everything right, make everything right so that they can be included but Jesus has included her. He in, on the spot said, come. She, it was such a shocking impact to her. You know what she did? The story goes on. She left her jug, her water gathering instrument at the well and just ran off and she went and told everyone in the town every person there's a person there he's claiming to be the Christ could he really be the one you know in that area Samaria after this if you do studies there were thousands and thousands of people that come to know Jesus as a result of this and became believers because of this one woman And she wasn't telling people about Jesus because, you know, that was what you're supposed to do as a believer. 
She was telling Jesus about, she was telling people about Jesus because she knew she was included. And she wanted others to be included too. See, this is another story. There's so many more that I could go over where you'll see Jesus just crosses this divide and includes the most like unlikely person and changes history, changes that person's world. We long to be accepted, don't we? Could it be true that God sees you as you are and yet would meet you where you're at? This is, this is the reaction that that woman had. She went into the town and she said, well, I'm not sure if it's true, but could this really be the one? Could it be true that every struggle that you've gone through so far, every failure that you've had so through, you know, you've had so far, everything you've tried to fix that you can't fix, could it be true that Jesus sees it all and yet has crossed the, the, the divide and that you're already included in Him? Could it really be true? It is. That's how it is. And we, we, it's a, it's a, it messes with our mind that it could be that simple, but it is. A lot of people miss Christ. They overlook Him. They, he's become a cliche. He's become a picture on the wall that's kind of distant. You know, just another one of the ones. And, you know, it's like, well, we might as well, you know, make sure everything's, every, we, we touch everything that we need to touch in order to, you know, be worshipping devoted people. And the, 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 the sentiment is good. It comes from a good place, I think, in every human being's heart. But, but let me tell you something. That's not what Jesus came to do. He came to include you in Him. And He crossed the divide. He crossed it so that you could be in Him. Because He knows something about us. We long to be accepted. We long to be included. But then Jesus, and I'm going to close on this for you to think about. He gives us a challenge which is probably one of the most challenging challenges in the Bible. Where you are going to constantly need faith to fulfill this one. I know this because I constantly need faith to fill this one. We all long to be accepted. We all long to be included. Nobody in this room wants to be excluded because of their culture, because of their tradition, because of their skin color, because of their religion, because of their net worth, because of their people group that they're in, because of the, the, the nation that they were born in, because of their age. Nobody in this room wants to be excluded. Nobody wants to really be excluded because of their sin. And here we have this Jesus who accepts us, every tribe, every nation, every people group, every struggle, every issue, every pain, 
just as we are, and He begins to lead us. But part of that leading needs faith. It need, we need faith when we look at this, Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. For in everything, do to others. What, would, what you would have them do to you when you talk about this in terms of inclusion and being a church that is inclusive this is a challenge that requires faith that is only possible by the filling of the Holy Spirit it's only possible by faith this is not something we I can tell you something this is not something we can make a resolution of as a church and think that we can achieve it Because the more people that come into this place, for every person that walks into this room, for whatever reason, their heart's desire is to be included. And you know, we as a people group, as we become filled by God, as we become filled by His Spirit, We literally become the hands and feet of Christ. We become the physical outworking of who Jesus is because He's in us and we've submitted our lives to Him and we, we, we follow His way. And when we begin to walk with Him, we have to understand that we have been included into something that we did not deserve And the mistake sometimes with spirituality and religion and pursuing God so often is for, for lack of a better word, and I'm not accusing anyone of this, but so often it's for selfish reasons. Where we expect God to accept us, we thank God for that. We thank God He accepts me, accepts me, He accepts me. But with God, We've got to have a flow through. He wants to flow through you. You can't keep something alive in you if it stops with you. There needs to be a flow. You know, any living organism will die as soon as there is a limitation. As soon as there is something that stops it from growing further. You put a plant in a pot... It's at some point, that pot is going to become a restriction. And this is a mistake that we sometimes make in our pursuit of God and our pursuit of religion and pursuit of, of the things of Christ. And we, we think it's about us. It's not. It's not. It's about including. Including just like we've been included. That way the Spirit can flow through us and we, we, we become blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. And you start to walk in this flow, in this faith, in this life that you never thought was possible. 
things begin to change. You begin to change because all of a sudden you're inclusive. Because you understand you don't deserve what you got, yet you got it. And though people might walk into this place according to your gender, according to your race, according to your people group, according to your net worth, according to your skin color, according to their traditions and, and your traditions, they may not be worthy of them, of you looking at them. And who knows that as an outsider, we live in an exclusive nation. I mean, it is so exclusive here. It's very much about keeping your territory safe and not letting others in. And I'm not judging it, it's just an observation, but let me tell you something, that is not who Christ is. We have to be different because He has included us. Though He was rich, He came, crossed the divide. He didn't say, hey, yo, come over here. He came to you. Who knows that in a power game, if you ever want to play power games with people, make them come to you. Don't go to them. Here is the most powerful king above kings, creator of the universe. The one who doesn't have to make a show of who he is, but he could. He doesn't, but he could. And if he did, we'd probably all die. He crossed the divide for you so he could reveal to you who he was and is so that you could go and do that for another person. You long to be included? Yes, I long to be included. I want people to take me as I am. I I would prefer that. I don't like it when I have to be someone else in order to be in a room. I, I, I'm a, you know, I get nervous when I have to go to parties when, uh, you know, or things where I'm, I'm very much, you know, most of Australia, I'm Australian, is middle class. I'm very much in a middle class Australian boy, okay? Come from a city of two million people, right? So I thought that was a lot of people till I came here. <laughs> and because of the grace that's on our lives, Rachel and I, we, we sometimes we walk into situations where I am out of my depth. I mean, I'm telling you. I just like... And in those moments, I have to remember something. I've been included in a kingdom. I've been included in Christ. And I draw this confidence from that and that alone. And... uh, It's changed me to know that in situations where I feel excluded. Hmm. It changes a person to know that they've been included when they begin to see their own sin, they begin to see their own stuff, and yet realize that this Jesus has crossed the divide and accepted them just as they are. And, and, and we thank God for that. But then he goes and says, you want to be included? Yes, I do. Well, then go and do to others as I've done to you. Wow, come on. Go and do to others as I've done to you. Can you imagine the world? Can you imagine the world if this is how the world was? Could you imagine Bombay? If the outsider was included? Come 
we would have the best nation on this earth. Everybody would want in. Not because of the money, not because of the power, not because of the influence, because they would be accepted here. This is the world that Christ has for us. It's waiting for us. This is the place that Jesus has for us. Right now, this was the place that he invited that woman at the well to. And she came to him and was made whole. As we come to him, we're made whole. And the acceptance that we have in him, we pass on to others. And we become the most welcoming, the most warm, the most loving people in this city. Let's be those people. But it does require faith. It's not a resolution, it's faith. C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital, where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3Mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi.